What's up guys? Thanks for coming back to Lockdown Universe. Just wanted to let you guys know that Anchor now is allowing you to become part of the Lockdown Universe experience by uh, part becoming part of the subscription. We're only charging $1.99 currently and we want you to be part of the experience. We're going to offer unheard of whistleblower testimony as well as government insider information as well as folks who have undergone hypnotic regression and told us their story so please tune into that if you are interested for deeper cuts and deeper information please consider being part of the subscription it's only a dollar 99 and it's definitely worth it so join in let's get to the show What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Back at it again with a really interesting story again. Um, one of my favorite authors, Paul Seaburn, wrote an article for MysteriousUniverse.org about a woman who claims she was visited by a shape-shifting reptilian disguised as her husband who wanted to have sex with her. Now, I don't know about you, but if I woke up and my wife was disguised as a reptilian and wanted to have sex with me, I don't know if that'd necessarily be the worst thing in the world. I mean, let's face it, most married couples have a lot of difficulties in the bedroom. And, uh, you know, hey, if a, a, a reptilian just pops out and just looks like her and wants to get the freaky deaky on, well, I don't know if that might be the worst thing in the world. But anyway, I digress. Let's look into this article. <clears throat> so he says, if you're looking for something to be thankful for this Thanksgiving, because it was written around Thanksgiving, how about you show some gratitude into never being tricked by a shape-shifting reptilian alien turn, who turned into your spouse and attempted to have sex with you. So <clears throat> the woman who uh, this happened to, her name is Sharon Gilbert, um, stated that this is this is what happened to her. So she stated that, uh, she laid down with her husband, Derek, and um, another Derek appeared in her bed. The real Derek was lying down next to her, and this other Derek sits up right out of him like almost an astral projection. And she, st she said it startled her, obviously, and she said uh, she knew that it was not Derek, so she asked him, who this critter, <laughs> she asked this critter, who are you? Because she wanted to, uh, because he wanted to have sexual relations with him, with with her, and she stated that uh, the thing said that I am your husband. Obviously, she knew it wasn't her husband because her husband was laying right next to her. So this begins Sharon's tale of how uh, a reptilian shape shifted into her husband Derek. Now this this goes along the same lines as many other stories where we are aware that aliens can shape shift. Um, even Ingo Swan stated that um, an alien had shapeshifted into a beautiful blonde in a red dress in a Californian uh, grocery store and stated that nobody else could see who she really was except for Ingo. Um, this was also true in the Lacerda files that I did a podcast on, one of my very first podcasts, I think it was like number four, um, that reptilian stated that she can do the same thing. And many other reptilians can do the same thing. They just basically take over your mind and can look any way they want. So um, Sharon Gilbert um, went on a bunch of different shows talking about this. She went on the Jim Baker show. Um, she went on Sci Friday, which is a TV show 
for uh, Science News for Christian Christians Worldview, um, and she was also the contributor of God's Ghostbusters, Vampires, Ghosts, Aliens, Werewolves, Creatures of the Night, Beware. So she's very familiar with different entities and different um, paranormal, um, uh, what do they call them, cryptids. So, uh, so she's very well-versed, and, and it clearly this carried over into her real life. Um, so when this event actually happened, it kind of took her by surprise, but it kind of didn't. Because she's probably heard many of these similar stories before um, that have happened to other people. So um, let's see. So she, she, uh, she also knows her Bible stories and immediately questioned when the fake Derek claimed to be Xerxes from various books of the Hebrew Bible. However, it was a subsequent encounter. She apparently had many like this that convinced her that she was dealing with a, with a reptilian. She reached over and grabbed its face. She pulled that face off, and beneath it was a reptile. Now, this is just like, you know, that's that show V that came out in 1984, I believe it was. I was a kid, man, and I loved that show. And it was basically these human-like aliens that came to Earth. It looked just like humans. They said they're here to help us, and da-da-da-da-da, made... Um, you know, treaties and made acquaintances and were welcomed. And then all of a sudden, some people started to get wind that these were actually reptilians. People started ripping their faces, their human faces off, and beneath them were reptilian faces. So it's really interesting to think about, um, you know, whether or not it's an actual face or it's a, it's a face that's kind of implanted in our mind. So if you go to grab it, you're grabbing at what is implanted in your mind and not necessarily a physical reality and when you rip it off you're ripping off this hold that it's that it has under over your you know maybe conscious mind and subconscious mind um but it's very very interesting interesting sharon also states that she definitively knows her reptilian lore uh the anasazi um were also an ancient Native American culture that lived for 1,000 years in the Four Corners region of the U.S. until they were abruptly and somewhat mysteriously abandoned the area. Why they left is still debated. However, Sharon it believes that they had worshipped a reptilian god and were kidnapped and taken to the moon by a reptilian, a legend which inspired an episode of The X-Files. So it's almost art imitating life and life imitating art. So that's really, really an interesting story because the Four Corners area, you know, what is it? Utah, Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico really has a lot of Native American lore. A lot of strange things happen there. Um, you have the, uh, the Skinwalker Ranch down there. You have all these different, different tribal areas, very mystical areas. Um, that people love to visit. So that doesn't surprise me all that much. Um, so uh, this author, Paul Seaburn, uh, he states he left out uh, religious aspects of uh, her account just to focus on the shape-shifting uh, aspect. He stated that those who believe reptilians could see Gilbert's account as a tutorial on why one should avoid them. Those who believe in exorcisms might see her tale and writings as a guide to helping people who believe they're possessed or tormented by non-human beings. There are also those who think that she's taken advantage of 
the gullible for a purpose of marketing her book and services and appearing on the Jim Baker show certainly doesn't help ward off those accusations. So Paul's a little bit weary of this story. He believes that, you know, it's possible she could have made it up, um, that it could, it could be real, that she could be just trying to sell a book. But nonetheless, it is an interesting story and it has a lot of interesting facets to it. You know, one of, you know, exorcisms, one of uh, the reptilian shape-shifting aspect. I've never heard of anybody um, sitting up in bed wanting to have sex with their uh, significant other. But then again, like I said, might not be the worst thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but Paul Paul's a great author. Uh, he's an editor at Mysterious Universe. Um, he's also its most prolific writer. He's written for shows like The Tonight Show, Politically Incorrect, and he's won awards for children's programs. So I just wanted to throw a shout out to Paul. He's a great author, and I love to talk about his articles. Um, and, and the stuff he puts out is very well researched. Um, so yeah, definitely something interesting to look at. I just wanted to take a quick peek at this link he has for the Reptilian God of the ancient people of Anasazi, and maybe I'll do another podcast about this, but, um, you know, a lot of the ruins that, um, are in the four corners are still there today. Um, you know, made out of brick and adobe and in the native Americans that were there, um, they apparently, uh, were fascinated and worshiped this, um, this, this creature that was a large lizard who commanded people to, uh, commanded people who inhabited the lands to call him a god and to worship him. And, uh, it took the image of a blonde man with blue eyes at times. And at other times it was a large lizard that flew around. So that's really fascinating because it has the shape-shifting aspect to it. Um, What's also interesting is that periodically they eat when they're hungry. The Indians called this alien reptile um, as pangolin were in the area as well. Uh, and they lured uh, canyon people, um, offering them a chance to play a game of chance in which they could put up their life to this god. Um, and potentially live and potentially win in these games. And, and these reptilians would have them play games according to this ancient lore for their lives, basically. And then they were gods. Seems more like a, a teenager, you know, playing with his toys more than some sort of real god or real leader trying to, you know, engage with any other, other species in a real uh, functional or you know, beneficial manner. Um, but moving forward, uh, there's many myths and many legends in regards to lizards and dragons, even going forward into the Navajo era, um, with uh, many changes to their appearance. According to legend, they were also able to levitate, instantly move in space, and so on, and they became inhabitants of the earth for evil gods because the people they needed and required so far only one thing they required hatred and suffering now this is really interesting because it seems as though they feed off of fear they feed off of evil they feed off of um, pain and suffering and you wonder why these guys get a bad name well there you go it's written by our ancestors 
Um, it's written by the ancestors of America, and uh, it's it's gone on through the centuries. It's also been written by um, you know in Iraq uh, in um, the Mesopotamian uh, time period where they had they found lizard sculptures of the quote unquote gods that were there. Um, these lizard species have, have been around for forever. Um, I think some of their uh, statues date back to like 6,000 BC and things like that. I mean, th this is stuff that is like, you know, I had learned back in, you know, first year of college in humanities class. And I always found pretty interesting that my own teacher was showing me these reptilian gods um, that were found in Iraq, you know, 6,000, 4,000 BC. And we're sitting there talking about UFOs and aliens in humanities class in a higher education format in college. I mean, if that doesn't pique your interest, I don't know what does. So to say that, you know, to just brush these things off as nothing uh, is, is probably foolish. And I think that there's a lot more to be discovered. Um, <clears throat> I mean, if you think about it... Uh, George Washington wasn't even alive when they found the first dinosaur bone, when they found the first dinosaur fossil. He died in 1799. They didn't even find it until the 1800s, the very first dinosaur fossil, when we really started digging. Think about that for a second. You think we've known about dinosaurs for like hundreds and hundreds of years, but the fact is we've only known about them for, you know, like 150, 200 years, you know? So... That's how interesting it really is and how how little we really know. We're continuing to learn. Um, there have been reports of these huge libraries that have been created by the giants uh, that were found, uh, that I did three podcasts in a row on, about which is really interesting, that holds the history of mankind as well as uh, many other ancient civilizations um, on the planet. Um, so the, the information's out there, uh, if, you know, if you can find these libraries that hold this high technology, that's great. Go back to my podcast and listen. I mean, there's some fascinating stuff in there and there's some fascinating stuff out on the, on the web too. If you do your research and you dig in your research and try to find the information and the answers, there is some information out there. There is some, some disinformation out there as well. But there is some great stuff out there. So take the time, check it out, or just keep listening to this podcast where I continue to dig for the truth and dig for information. Uh, and hopefully we find some interesting stories as well as some fun stories that may or may not be true. But we are always trying to find the truth um, and try to find all of the pieces of the puzzle. Uh, some may be some might be a hundred percent true, some might have fifty percent truth, some might be a joke to sell their book. We're not 100% sure, but we can always examine everything that's out there. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I hope that uh, you don't wake up to your spouse uh, being a reptilian, but uh, I do wish you a good a good life in every aspect of your life. Uh, and hopefully you guys are taking care of your spiritual health, your physical health, your mental health, uh, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, Continuing to question the universe around you. It's a big universe and we've got lots of questions. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe is out.